you know, the fundamental approach that, that I use with my clients is the approach itself is not terribly unusual or unique. Uh, we, we, we use email marketing generally and also some SMS marketing to motivate people to get on webinar presentations. And then during, during that webinar, we may make a presentation and pitch to them. The distinction, the, you know, the, the real difference in the way that we do it versus the way that everybody else does it is that. What a year 2020 was. 2021 is here and I hope you're hitting the ground running. I know we are here at Dwelling. We've just got a deal on the contract. We're going to be closing on soon. For those that have joined us on that deal, um, you know what I'm talking about. If you are saying, what am I talking about? Then you need to take your investing game to the next level in this year. So make sure you join the Dwelling deal list, an exclusive deal list. Um, not only do you get access to our deals quickly, but you also get tips and tricks about you know how you can take your, your investing game to the next level this year. So if you are not on the Dwelling deal list, click on the link in the show notes or just go to dwelling.com. Um, that's D-W-E-L-L-Y-N-N.com or just go to investwithola.com and just sign up, sign up, sign up, sign up. Thank you so much for joining us on The Dwelling Show. I'm your host, Ola Dantes. I've got an incredible guest with us today, Brian Ellis, the pitch man in America. Hey, Brian. How are you doing, sir? Hey, Ola. How are you? How are you? It's a pleasure to be with you. Likewise. Likewise. Um, We were just talking before the show, yeah. Um, So, Brian, for anybody listening who don't really know who you are or what you do, can you kind of tell our listeners a little bit more about who you are and kind of what you've been up to? Sure. So, so Ola, the, uh, on the uh, public scene, uh, I, I am the publisher of two magazines. One of them is called Accredited IQ Magazine uh, for, for accredited investors, helping them to uh, learn a li- little bit more about how to find, uh, evaluate, and execute on great op- investment opportunities. And uh, I also publish Self-Directed Investor Magazine, which is uh, really focused on folks who use self-directed IRAs and 401ks and, and tools like that to, to build their wealth. That's, that's kind of my public face, but behind the scenes, uh, really what I do is, is help folks who, who do capital raises uh, by building very persuasive and, and particularly effective webinar presentations that, that generally will help them to raise a lot more money from a much smaller group of people in a much shorter period of time, just by using some pretty well-proven psychological t- uh, techniques and, and, and communications techniques that uh, uh, that have proven themselves over and over again. Interesting. I definitely want to focus on that because I raise capital for uh, multifamily deals. And when sure. it's psychological, um, you kind of got my attention. Hopefully you you share some of that with us um, in a little part sure. of the show. However, I kind of wanted to go back a little bit. Can you kind of tell us kind of a little bit about your genesis, how you kind of got started in this industry, you know, talk about maybe the, the magazine, how that came about, and just kind of give us a background. What were you doing before all of this? Yeah, so I got involved in, in the real estate industry back in the 90s, actually. Uh, I, I went to school at uh, Georgia Tech and studied computer science and 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 uh, uh, that went very well for me. I, I, I got into the, the consulting business. I actually quit school and started my own software consulting business, and that did very well for me. 
But uh, ultimately, I ended up getting into the real estate business because I, uh, I kind of got tired of writing software 90 hours a week. And, uh, uh, and oh, well, to say that I was bad at it would be an insult to people who were bad at it. Um, I, I actually, I had to improve a lot to get to bad at, at real estate investing to begin with. But for me, what, what the missing key was, was that I didn't know how to communicate with people. Like I didn't, I didn't understand the marketing aspect of, of real estate. And I was really focused on, on single family houses back then. So w- once I learned how to communicate, once I learned how to maybe write some, uh, some postcards that worked or some marketing letters that work or worked or, or, uh, you know, create some signs that actually got the phone to ring, you know, that sort of thing. Once I learned those things, the, the things that actually make people directly respond, once I learned that, business changed radically and very quickly. And so I ended up building an email list of, of uh, real estate investors, and that grew and grew and grew. And we ended up having hundreds of thousands of people on, on that list. And one of my areas of interest was self-directed IRAs. And so we, we really had kind of an, an informal focus on that uh, for, for, a, for a long time. And really the, the Self-Directed Investor Magazine and my, my podcast, Self-Directed Investor Talk, I grew out of that as well. And, and those have been going very, very well. And, and then we, we ultimately uh, kind of transitioned away from largely providing information and education to the general real estate investor po- population into focusing more on Kind of the higher end, the folks uh, who have a little bit more money available to invest, and uh, the accredited investors and such. And in fact, we re- uh, fairly recently launched Accredited IQ Magazine, and uh, uh, that has uh, gone very, very well so far. Uh, uh, there, there's there's a tremendous lack of information out there that is specifically targeted at accredited investors. There's a lot of people who want the people, uh, you know, so a lot of people who want to know those people, but there are very, very few people doing a very good job of actually educating them. And so that's really what we're trying to do at, at, at this point. So uh, all along the way, I continued to hone my skills as a communicator and as a persuader. And, and somewhere along the way, people started hiring me and, and, and paying me exorbitant amounts of money to come and write their presentations for them because every, every time I did it, it seemed to work. And so that's, that's kind of where we are today. Fascinating. So, yeah, I mean, let's kind of jump into the crux of it. Um, obviously, for any real estate investor, most real estate investors, particularly um, for guys like myself, um, you know, multifamily syndicators um, slash developer, whatever you want to call us, um, raising money, or I call it the two Fs, right? Finding deals and finding money. That's basically what, what I do every day when I, when I get up in the morning, you know, all day. Finding deals, finding money, right? You can find the deals all day long. If you don't have the money, then you can have all the money if you don't have the deals. So we need both. And finding money piece, it's rather interesting to say the least. So if someone like me is listening and thinking, hey, you know, how do I, you know, what would you say are your best tactics um, to find accredited investors? I think that's the number one question. Um, How do you find these people? And then I'll kind of go to my next question. You know, for me, uh, the, the way that we do it is that we, we publish exceptional content that, that make people want to not, not just consume the content, but to consume it over and over again as frequently as we publish it. Uh, we, we have uh, a, a physical magazine in the form of accredited IQ magazine. We have a physical magazine in the form of self-directed investor magazine. And 
those are a little bit different than most people do. Uh, you know, most people are not willing to get into the business of publishing a magazine because that, you know, the dirty little secret is that that it's not very profitable to publish a magazine if, if the standard that you're going by is, does the, the magazine itself make a lot of money for me? Because it doesn't. But what it does is it, is it gives us a way to get the attention of accredited investors in such a way where, where we can really earn not just their awareness, but their trust. So that, that's really a big part of what we do. And we spend a lot of time and, and a fair amount of money making sure that we develop and deliver great content that really delivers value to these folks. Because sure, some of our advertisers uh, are, are going to be interested in, in putting uh, investment opportunities in, in front of those folks. There's no doubt about that. They, they, they know that. But so long as we, we continue to give them something that's really worth having, they're going to continue to read. So if we do our job, it's going to work out for everybody. So one way to find um, accredited investors, publish a ton of great content targeted towards those accredited investors, basically. Yeah, that, that's one way. You know, a, a, another way is, and it really depends on your budget, uh, Ola, is, is there are events that, that target accredited investors. Just, um, you know, you, you, you could spend a few bucks and make your, your presence be known at events like that. Um, uh, that that's, that's a good way to do it. Another good way to do it is exactly what you're doing, ha having a podcast or a show or something like that, that, that will, uh, you know, it's, it's the same idea as a magazine. It's just publishing good content that will make people interested uh, in, in what you have to say and also give you a chance to earn their trust. That's a great way to do it. Uh, and, and really a great way to do it is to make sure that all of your projects turn out the way that you expect them to turn out. Just, be yeah, a person that, that's, that's the big one. Yeah, exactly. That's the big one. You can't really start there since some, everybody's got to start from ground zero, but that has to be in place if you want to be in the game very long. Do what you say you're going to do. Yeah, right. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, I totally agree. So now we've attracted, um, you know, this accredited investors, um, we've gotten their attention. How do we get them to, you know, come into our ecosystem or how do we get them to invest with us or invest alongside us? Um, what are these tactics or psychological tactics that you talked about? That's a great question. So, you know, the fundamental approach that, that I use with my clients is the approach itself is not terribly unusual or unique. Uh, we, we, we use email marketing generally and also some SMS marketing to motivate people to get on webinar presentations. And then on, during, during that webinar, we may make a presentation and pitch to them. The distinction, the, you know, the, the real difference in the way that we do it versus the way that everybody else does it is that, ju just think about it. Uh, most folks who, you do both things, uh, so you, you may well be a great exception to this, but most of the time when a person is running a, a syndication, they are probably arguably an expert in, in their area of, 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 of focus, you know, wh whatever field of real estate it is, we're going to just assume that they are an expert in, in that area. The thing is that a lot of folks in that situation then assume that their expertise in running a multifamily project, for example, also makes them an expert in presenting that kind of project and persuading people to invest in it. Well, those are radically different skill sets. And so nine times out of 10, what I have seen is that folks who are running these projects are 
uh, frequently they're they're good very good micromanagers or, or sometimes even very good micromanagers uh you know the for this purpose the style doesn't really matter but what they don't necessarily have is a lot of expertise in knowing how to communicate facts in such a way that will make an investor who is listening to them say yes i want to invest and invest right now see that is a different thing entirely so let me just give you one little example of how most people do things and how we do things fairly radically differently. Um, most people, whenever they're doing a, a webinar pitch, they, they use a completely logical approach, right? So what they do is they, they try to come up with all of the reasons that you should invest in this project. And they present those reasons in a kind of a sequential form. And it all makes sense. Like, I'm not telling you that it is illogical or irrational. It is perfectly logical. It is perfectly rational. But the problem with that, Ola, is that it ignores how human minds actually work. Because my mind and your mind, we're not actually rational. What we are is rationalizers. So what we do is we come to a decision or, or a proclivity very quickly, very, very quick, quickly. Sometimes we have reasons for it. Sometimes we don't. That's kind of a mystery. But then what we do is we look for information that supports the, 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 uh, the assumption or conclusion that we've already come to. And as we find that information, then we act on our conclusion. That's how people actually think. That's how people actually comprehend information. So one of the things that we do radically different is, is that most people start with a slide that says something like, the name of the project is this and, uh, here are the three or four or five general partners involved and there's a photo of them and, and there's some information about each one of them. And that is important information. Let's be very clear. That is important information. It is critically important. But at that point, is it really important? No, because let's just be honest with ourselves. That person listening to your presentation on the other end of the line the only reason they care at all about who's involved is because that impacts whether they make money, right? It's not really about us. And so we've got to do something better to hook them at the beginning rather than starting with just, here's the name of the project and here are the people who are running it, right? So what we do instead, as an example, is we generally start out with three shocking facts or, or, or three, three surprising realities, or, you know, it doesn't have to be three. It's just, that, that's, a, that's, that's a good number. And we, we mention those right off the bat, all right? And they, they might be something like uh, how, how you're going to experience a 22% ROI over the next five years uh, with a, uh, a, 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 a risk factor of only X, whatever, you know, whatever. But we, we want to do something to put an idea in, in the person's mind that will tell them about what they're about to, ben how they could benefit from following the advice that we're about to give them. But the key is that we don't give them all of that information right away. We, we, we just try to hook them to begin with. That way their mind stays open a little bit longer and they're actually inclined to stick around a little, little longer, and every second longer that they're on that call, the probability that, that, that the person sponsoring the project is going to be the winner 
in, in, in that little interaction goes up tremendously. So that's just one little example. We try to hook them rather than inform them right away. Fascinating stuff. So I think for our listeners as well, um, maybe go through quickly a case study of you know someone that you've helped. Um, just kind of give us a story um, of that of that deal, um, how that's going. I mean, what happened? Um, you, maybe you sure. your goal was X amount. You raised you know whatever. Just kind of give us an idea. Oh sure, sure. So uh, there's one client that uh, that. that uh, actually, I, I think he would be fine with me mentioning his name because he's talked about it publicly a lot. His name is uh, Merrill Callister. He's, he's, he's an attorney. He's pretty well known in, in, in our world. And um, a couple of years ago, um, Merrill called me and they had a great project in front of them. Uh, it, it was a really solid project, but they were running short on time. Th- this, is, this is a situation in which most people call me, by the way. The, the first time that they hire me, it's generally in this kind of situation where you know, we, we've got to raise $10 million. There's, uh, 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 we, we, there's only another week and a half, two weeks left, and we're still, you know, $3 million short, you know, something like that. What do we do? Well, that, that's the sort of situation that Merrill called me, and I think they only needed another million and a half or $2 million, something like that. But uh, what, what, uh, what I did was uh, met with them, got the information, and completely redid their presentation. They they did the same kind of stuff that most people do, just a very logical progression of information and and then kind of a soft close at the end. And I I rewrote it a bit such that it kind of fit our style a bit more. But here's the important thing. They were concerned, as all of my clients are going in, that, you know, we, we have already hit our database. We've gotten as much money out of them as we possibly could. Uh, and so we're going to need new blood. We're going to need more people to fill, fill the quota. Well, I told them that they wouldn't need more people. And uh, I pretty much tell all of my clients that because nobody gets as much money out of their clients as they possibly can because they're communicating poorly. And so we went through this process with Merrill and, um, you know, I'll, I'll just put it like this. I, I actually did this on site with them. And I was sitting in one room and they were in such a tight spot time-wise that I actually had to deliver the presentation live while I was there with them, uh, which is not normally how, how I do things. Um, but I had to do it that, uh, that way that time. And they were sitting, I was sitting in one room by myself delivering the presentation and their staff was sitting in the next room over, which was the, uh, was the conference room. And, um, I, I knew it went well anyway because it felt right. But at, at the end of the presentation, when I when I signed off, two things happened. One of them was there was applause in the next room, um, and I later found out that the reason for the applause was was not because my presentation was, was so wonderful, but because their 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 uh, uh, see uh, let, let's see their uh, what was his name? I've, I've forgotten the, the name of the gentleman that that, that worked with Merrill that. They called in. He was out of the office and he said, has somebody hacked our calendaring system? We've, we've gotten so many appointments to talk to us in, in the last half hour that somebody has hacked our, our calendar system. And, and I'll, I'll just put it like this. They, they got all the money they needed and more uh, over the course of that day and the next day. 
So that's one good example that, uh, that, that I think a lot of people could identify with. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good one. Um, of course, we can keep going on and on, but we're definitely, definitely dwelling into the quick rounds. These are going to be quick questions, quick answers. You ready, Brian? Sure. Sure, go ahead. First question, what makes you, Brian, unique? What is that differentiating factor that separates you from the next guy or the next girl? Well, the thing that makes me unique is that all of this is wonderful and I enjoy it but it's all distinctly and distantly less important than, than my family and my relationship with God. Oh, wow. That's per perfect answer. Perfect answer. Second question. What was the last book that you read? And what was the one thing that you learned or picked up from that book? Wow. Uh, the last book that I read was a book called Unseen Realm. And what I picked up from it was that uh, when when I, I've got to be very careful about understanding the context of anything that I read so that I understand it properly because I wasn't understanding parts of the Bible properly actually and that, that's what that one was about. So I, I learned about the value of context in that. Yeah, with the Bible you got to read, reread it, read and reread it. It's just I mean, you pick something different every time, right? So yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah definitely agree. Final question: What do you do for fun? What do I do for fun? I, I, I hang out with my boys. I have uh, I have four kids, but two of them are grown and gone. Um, I also have two young ones uh, that are eight and seven, and um, I'm uh, I spend a lot of time with them. I hang out with them, and we, we just we play a lot. That's awesome. That's awesome. So if there's somebody listening, maybe they're an accredited investor or maybe sophisticated, maybe otherwise, or they just want to learn more about what you do, what's the best place people can reach out and get to know you more? Well, the best way to do that is uh, for, for your uh, listeners and viewers, we, we offer a, uh, a complimentary subscription to Accredited IQ. So if, you, if you'd like to claim one of those, all you have to do is text your email address to us at 678-888-4000. Again, again, text your email address to 678-888-4000 and we will get you all set up. Fantastic. Brian, really appreciate your time today. Thank you, thank you, thank you. My pleasure. Thank you. You may have heard the phrase, there are a thousand ways to make a thousand dollars in real estate. Well, now you can actually tune into the world's longest running daily real estate investing podcast with over a thousand, believe it, or a thousand podcasts and still going. The best real estate investing advice ever show is hosted by a very good friend of mine, Joe Fellers. Joe talks to influential thought leaders. We share the best advice ever with none of the fluff. You've got to check this stuff out. So listen and subscribe at bestevershow.com. That's bestevershow.com.